Hey, what's up everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, or good night, depending on when you're listening to this. Just want to welcome everybody to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman, and today is episode 124. I'm recording this on an early Friday morning. It is January 20th, 2023, and on today's podcast, I am going to be talking about three, all three teams here today. Uh, we'll probably open it up with the Dodgers, as they have been having more players reporting uh, you know, to it's not mandatory training camp or mini camp or anything like that. It really is just some of the players getting together to go ahead and, you know, work on their game, practice, train, whatever the case is, and just to maybe get um, acclimated with each other as they are, as they do have a few new faces and everything there as well. Maybe some players that are going to be getting more playing playing time that they have in the past. So it'd be definitely exciting to go ahead and see who's um, who's all who's all showing up and who's performing well or who's looking well. Uh, we'll also talk about the Raiders. Unfortunately, it is going to be just more about that whole quarterback search situation and just kind of what the team is going to be doing. We will be talking just briefly all about that stuff as I really don't want to just continue to go ahead and bring up a, a sore subject, I guess, in some cases, maybe in some people. It's really, really exciting. I know for me, I'm thinking about it a lot just because I know that this quarterback search is going to determine a lot about what's going to happen for the Raiders future. And I know in my eyes, or I know for me, I don't want to have to deal with the quarterback search for, you know, that's going to potentially set back the, the team five, maybe even 10 years. I mean, we know how long it took between uh, Rich Gannon to Derek Carr. So we'll talk about that kind of stuff here a little bit uh, for the Raiders segment of this podcast. And then lastly, we'll just uh, wrap it up here with the Lakers as they did have an unfortunate loss against the Kings. And they do have the Grizzlies, who are a very exciting team, very good team this season. And uh, we'll see if they're able, what they're able to go into. So we'll talk about that preview of a game as well. So just before I get into it here and start talking about the Dodgers, dude, I do just want to take a quick second here to remind everybody that you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. It's going to be the same handle for both accounts. It's going to be West Coast Pod 702. Again, that's West Coast Pod 702. So definitely drop me a follow if you have any kind of questions or you just want to talk. Definitely don't hesitate to go and send me a DM. I'd love to go and talk to anybody who listens to this and who just overall wants to go and just talk. And if you appreciate this podcast or you like this podcast, maybe somebody else might too. If you have any friends, family members, coworkers, anything like that that you think might like this, definitely go in and let them know. I definitely appreciate it. So with that being said, guys, I do just want to get right into the podcast talking about the Dodgers as they have been having a few different players kind of reporting uh, to uh, it's not again, it's not mandatory training camp or mini camp or anything like that, but it is so then that way the players can start working out with each other, get acclimated with each other and maybe build some sort of a chemistry as well. You know, all that kind of stuff. It really just starts off from practice and from training camp. So definitely great to go in and see that. There's been guys like Galvin Lux, Jason Hayward, who have been, who have been uh, reporting, Chris Taylor, who has been reporting. I believe we already seen J.D. Martinez out there a few times. So it's definitely great to go in and see that some of these guys are out there. You have even some of the pitchers and the catchers already reporting. So it's great to go in and see all them reporting and getting acclimated with each other as well. So with that being said, though, guys, uh, some of the names that I mentioned that, that I mentioned there. For one, Jason Hayward. 
I didn't even know that this guy was a Dodger. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm a lifelong, I'm a lifelong Dodger fan. Um, I try my best to go and report the team as best as I can or to stay informed of the team as best as I can. But I did figure out this morning that Jason Hayward is a member of the Dodgers. And I know for some of you, you might be thinking, Jason Hayward, who the hell is that? And I'll tell you guys, he did play for the Cubs for a little bit of time. He kind of moved around here and there in the league. But this guy is a legit outfielder. This guy is huge. He's super muscular, super athletic. Um, I know some people kind of maybe think that he's a little bit washed, but it looks like he's kind of rejuvenated himself, if you would, in a way. He's worked out, um, gotten into way better shape, probably the better, best shape that he's gotten into in the past few years. And it looks like he's kind of has like a new determination, if you would. I mean, a new setting, getting traded or getting released is definitely one of the things that can can kind of put a fire underneath somebody's butt, you know, and can get them going. You know, I definitely know if it was, I mean, even if in a regular setting, say your boss came up to you this morning and told you, hey, uh, you haven't been really performing the way that we want you to. I think we're just going to have to go and let you go. Wouldn't that kind of, I mean, I don't know, maybe it depends, I guess, you know, but uh, depends, of course, of who you ask and everything. But I really think, in my eyes, if you're kind of thinking that you're doing a good job and doing your best, and then it's really not enough, I, to my eyes, that's going to be enough for me to go ahead and be like, I really need to change my, my act around. I need to change something to go ahead and get back to what I what what I once was. But we'll see exactly what um uh, what happens. Uh, definitely excited to go ahead and see Jason Hayward um, on in the Dodger uniform. And to go ahead and see what he's going to be able to go ahead and do moving forward. Uh, so with that being said, also, I do want to go ahead and just mention Galvin Lux has been looking incredibly well ever since uh, he's kind of reported to, uh, again, mini camp or whatever the whatever the case is, ever since he started showing up. Looks like he's um, kind of bounced back from that neck injury that he had. That really did kind of, it not only delayed her, not delayed, but it took him out of the lineup, took him out of the team for a little while. And then as well. When he came back, he really wasn't quite himself, you know. Uh, he even took some time to kind of get back to back into form. He was looking like he was getting better and everything right towards the end of the season. And it is, I mean, it kind of is what it is when it came down to that. It'd be nice to go in and see exactly what position he's going to be playing and how well he's going to be playing now that he's looking a lot healthier. Now that he's looking like he can uh, maybe... I don't know, build off of the season that he had, the, the two seasons that he's already had with the Dodgers. Um, so we'll see exactly what happens with that. Some people are thinking that this guy has been taking something like some kind of type of steroids or whatever the case is because this dude's looking jacked. Like he's really, really big or, or swole, however, how people say it nowadays. You know, so, but dude's really big. Uh, dude's looking like he's healthy and ready to go. Another guy who looks like he's very determined and very hungry to go in and compete for another championship. So definitely excited to go in and see what he's going to be able to bring to the table this season as well. Now, the, the other guy, excuse me, the other guy, Chris Taylor, CT3, this guy really looks like he wants to bounce back from uh, from the season that he had last season, or from this last year's, you know, last year's season, and it looks like he really wants to go ahead and just improve off of everything. I mean, the dude's still been able to go and perform and be clutch and everything as well, but it is going to be exciting to go and see what he's going to be able to bring to this team moving forward as well. Uh, it looks like he's been working on his swing, his bat, uh, you know, batting skills and everything, making sure that he's improving on all that. Because, in my opinion, it was probably one of the worst seasons that he's had as a Dodger. Um, we already know that he's a great utility man, that he can play all over the field. 
But when it comes down to that bat, he really needs to go in and just make sure he's not striking out so much. If he can even get the ball in play, that's a good thing in my eyes. So we'll see what happens when it comes down to all that. There's not a whole lot more more, more that has been coming out from the Dodgers. Um, my biggest thing that I'm going to be keeping an eye on from Galvin Lux is to see whether if they're going to play him in second base or maybe shortstop. Maybe that might be Miguel uh, Rojas' spot and shortstop over there. And he might be the everyday shortstop. And then because Galvin Lux has shown that he might not have the best arm in the world, it might be nice to go ahead and see if he can st stick it out in second base. You know, have two really good guys. Uh, Galvin <clears throat> Galvin Lux in second base and then you have Miguel Rojas in shortstop I don't think anything is going to get through those gaps in my opinion at least nothing nothing too easy so um, with that being said guys I do want to just move on over to the Raiders take a quick minute to go and just kind of talk about all that as <clears throat> in my opinion there has been and, and uh, again guys I don't know if I mentioned this if you guys haven't been listening to the podcast lately uh, if you guys are new to the podcast I am a lifelong fan of all these three of all these teams: Dodgers, the Raiders, and the Lakers. I've I always do my best to stay informed, and I always do my best to go and cover them more as a a reporter, a radio um, host, or something like that. You know, um, I want to be honest with you guys. I want to go in and just let you know the realist side of everything. You know, I want I will be a homer at sometimes, and I will be a you know, a guy who's going to go ahead and say that my team can do no wrong. But that's all. That's the fan perspective. So I'm always going to give you that kind of perspective on this podcast. And hopefully you guys agree with me. Hopefully you guys see things. Or maybe I can even just help you think about it differently in some cases. Uh, but with that being said, guys, me being a lifelong Raider fan, in my opinion, everything that's going on with this whole Raider situation, the whole quarterback situation has just been bad. Uh, even even in the way that they went about it with their car, you know, because if they would have gone about it differently, I really think that they would have been able to maybe find a, a better way. Maybe he would have been more cooperative because I've been hearing that it's been a little bit difficult to go in and find a trade partner for Derek Carr. And keep in mind, again, that it is that Derek Carr has a no trade clause. So not only is it that he has that the Raiders have to find a trade partner, but they have to be OK with the team that he's going to ultimately be going to. So he has to be cooperating. And if he's cooperating, but maybe he's not, you know, being a fool, fool, if he's not being fully committed to this or something like that, and of course, I mean, why would you? If you're going to, if you have a no trade clause and you're going to make all that money and this team wants to go go ahead and, and throw you away like that, why would you cooperate? Why would you go ahead and take it easy on them? Like, yeah, I mean, Derek Carr's made millions of dollars as, as the Raiders quarterback and everything. And I mean, that that is what it is, you know, but overall, I mean, you have to look out for yourself. And I mean, a lot of people think that, oh, we should be feeling bad for Derek Carr and everything and all this and that. And yeah, maybe that's the case. But I mean, I don't think Derek Carr is feeling all that bad for himself. You know what I mean? So in all reality, you have to go ahead and think about it in, in multiple different ways. Yeah, maybe the Raiders could have gone about it differently. And if they're thinking about it all about themselves, well, they should have thought about it in this sense. If you really want to look out for yourself, you should have approached it differently with Derek Carr. So then that way he could possibly be more cooperative in this situation now that you're trying to shop him around and maybe potentially trade him. And, now, and who knows? Maybe they already found a trade partner and everything, and they're just waiting for the Super Bowl in it, or at least the playoffs to be over with, you know? And they can announce it, I believe, before, but nothing can be official. They can announce it before, like, um, the official start date of the new season. 
but it has to be i believe the negotiations have to be done before i believe it's like five days after the super bowl if i'm not mistaken otherwise the raiders are going to owe him all that money and i don't really think the raiders are going to go in and try to pay him all that money if they can't find any kind of a trade partner i really think they're going to just release him and i've been told that that might be the better way i know this is a little bit of a repeat from what i did yesterday but it uh, that money that that could be freed up could really really determine what they're going to be doing in the offseason for quarterback now the case is me man the case is everybody i am really 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 concerned as far as what they're going to do i mean if their plans are really to go ahead and just go after some rookie quarterback in the draft and potentially even move up i've been I've been hearing that they're gonna that they've been thinking about moving up maybe getting up to like the first or second or third round or third pick in the draft so that way they can guarantee uh one of the two one of the two quarterbacks that they may be looking at i believe it's been like cj shroud maybe bryce young you know those are some of the ones that they think that josh mcdaniels can definitely uh, or that they can run josh mcdaniels system pretty easily now that's all good and everything, but if you have to move up in the draft, that you're gonna give you're gonna give away so much draft capital in order to do so. I really think it's best off to go ahead and you know build around this team, solidify that offensive line, solidify this defense, make sure that they're both really good, you know, moving forward. Because otherwise, what are you gonna do? Even if you get a, a young quarterback, even if you get a veteran back there, they're not gonna going to be successful unless if you address those things first. So if they do that in this year's draft, they do that in this offseason, it, it, it's still going to matter who's back there behind center as a quarterback, but it's definitely it's not going to matter as much, if that makes sense. You know, if you have a good enough offensive line, if you have a good enough defense, you have some really great weapons around them, you can put a guy like a Derek Carr, a Jared Stidham, you know, maybe Jared Stidham is a little bit lower than Derek Carr, you know, but you can put a guy anywhere between that bottom, you know, bottom half of a quarterback to like middle half of a quarterback you know it doesn't have to be the best quarterback in the league and they could probably still get the job done or at least get you about like eight maybe wins or so in a season probably finish like 500 you know finish half and half or something like that i know it's more difficult now with 17 games but somewhere around there you know eight to nine wins you know and maybe that might get you in the playoffs maybe that might squeeze you in or something like that but who knows so it, it is definitely going to be important to go and see what they're going to do. I really hope that they find some sort of a veteran quarterback, whether if it is Tom Brady at this point, I really don't care. Again, winning cures all. If it is Tom Brady and he brings the Super Bowl to, to the Vegas, to the Raiders, I wouldn't give a damn. <laughs> I'll tell you guys right now. Uh, now, if he comes in and he blows it all up and it's horrible, I'll be pissed. If it is Aaron Rodgers, I'll like that, I like that shot, but who knows? If it's really gonna work out again, it'll be nice to go and see him in, in uh, black and black and silver, and it'll be nice to go and see him rekindle the, that flame that they uh, they have with uh, that he has with uh, Devonte Adams. So definitely great to go and see that. But we'll see. If it is Lamar Jackson, that'd be awesome as well. Now, I, I know again it's some of the repeat and everything that I did yesterday, so I'll, I'll kind of just get off of all that. I uh, just want to take a quick minute here to go in and talk about a, a page on Instagram. I know you guys probably have heard of already about it before, uh, but I did. I do just want to take a quick second and talk about that before I start talking about the Lakers. So if you guys haven't heard about this page, it is called Rosie's Designs EST 2022. Now, that is my wife's page. And if you haven't heard about it, you can definitely go in and um, take a look at it. Take 
go ahead and see if you'd like what um, any kind of products or any kind of things that she sells on there but mainly you'll see like customized snack or chip bags so my wife keeps the original packaging of the chip and everything of the chip bags stuffs them into these um, custom made ones where she can put any kind of custom lettering any kind of custom design or if there's a theme or something like that then she can go ahead and help you out with that uh, definitely going to check it out because she can make all kinds of crazy stuff so if you haven't done so definitely going to check it out it is rosie's designs est 2022 i do believe she has some sort of a giveaway going on but definitely check out the page to go in and see and get more information on all that and i'll make sure to be uh tagging it on my instagram page as well so with that being said again it is rosie's designs est 2022 thanks again if you guys do drop a follow and if you have any friends or family members let them know if they have any kind of party celebrations or anything going on especially with valentine's day going coming up wouldn't that be nice so and uh on that guys so just to go ahead and uh, get on to the los angeles lakers here they did have an unfortunate loss to the kings if you guys did see the game 116 to like 111 i think it was a pretty upsetting loss it was another one of those kind of games especially not lately it's been going on where the lakers are just not performing well enough on defense or they're the kings are also in a team that's not gonna turn over the ball so much especially on 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 you know on bad passes they're, they're actually a team that takes care of the ball really really well um you know because the lakers have been this team this type of a team this season that relies on steals or jumping passing lanes and the kings are not one of those kind of teams that that, that does that that makes un un you know i guess uh what's the word i'm looking for you know just uncharacteristic passes you know they make sure that they're that they're always making they're that they make sure that those passes are not going to get jumped or that they're not going to go and get intercepted you know so definitely um was a hard matchup i guess if you can say for the lakers when it came down to that uh we definitely saw from the last game that it all came down to a shootout between the two of them lakers did come out on top of that shoot on that particular shootout but in this one unfortunately ended up coming up short in my opinion, it really just kind of comes down to if you if you get a couple defensive stops, you get a couple of those players that are a little bit better on defense. And it's crazy because the two players that I'm gonna bring up are not like are not like lockdown guys, but they at least try a little bit harder than some of these other guys. Like you got Lonnie Walker, who's um, who we're definitely missing. He's at least one of those guys he tries out there. He brings some additional size as well to the team. Then you got another guy like Austin Reeves, who also brings some 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 size into there. And then as well, can card a quite a few different players for his size and for actually being, um, you know, not really well known for his defense, if you would, you know, not like an Alex Caruso, if you would, you know. But I also think that those guys are being missed in the offensive side as well. Even when you have guys like, you know, Dennis Schroeder, uh, Pat Bev, who provide a certain level of defense, but I'm really thinking that it's just coming down to. You know, we're really missing AD because there's nobody in the middle. There's nobody who can kind of cover up for some of these mistakes that some of the some of the other guys are doing. You know, and not to go and say that it's all kinds of mistakes all the time and this and that. But it is really we're now we have a transition to a team that's more focused on offense rather than defense, if you would. And it is, but it is really just kind of coming down to we are lost our biggest weapon in our defensive game. And hopefully it is something that we can um maybe turn around, you know, because we have been showing that our team that the Lakers are capable of become of being a really great offensive team. I think we've been in the top 10 uh, offensive ratings for like 
think ever since the new year came around so really great to go ahead and see that really great to see that the team is actually able to generate high numbers uh of offensive of offense ratings you know and then you have if one with ad coming back hopefully soon you get a chance to maybe see that we can implement that defensive side because um we already know defense wins championships we already know especially in the nba team who usually wins the championship is right around in the top five of defense or so even when you have like super like super um offensive teams like super high high octane offensive teams like the golden state warriors back in those days when they had their uh you know even right now i mean when you have a team like that who puts up crazy numbers you know but this team is still able to go ahead and, and provide a certain level of defense as well at this so if the Lakers can tap into that with AD coming back, maybe they can make still some moves because I really do think that that's going to be the main thing that they have to go to do moving forward. If they are not able to make some sort of a move that helps them out on both things, you know, whether if it is on defense, you get a good defensive guy who can actually shoot the ball at the same time, or whether if you get, um, even if it's a guy who's going to just help you out on offense and maybe solidify a little bit more, of um you know better of better action but you know you have you have guys like an austin reeves who is a secondary ball handler because you have been hearing guys like fred van fleet to be um to that they've been interested in my honest opinion you get some guy like bogdanovich you get a guy who's a wing type of a player because you need some more size like that or you get a guy who's like a power forward type size you know somebody who can fit in between ad and and lebron or maybe like another backup five or something like that or a guy who's a true stretch five like a miles turner then it just kind of slots things into a better position if you would you know, it makes the team overall just bigger. It makes the team overall just, in my opinion, better if you guys get if they get a guy like a Miles Turner or something like that. But with a surgeon, with the resurgence of um of Thomas Bryant, he's been a great offensive player, but he's not that great defensively. He's no ED, of course, or anything like that. But he's not that great defensively, pretty much at all. I mean, he's a great rebounder and everything. He grabs some blocks every once in a while. He runs the floor really, really hard. But he's not like a shot blocker or anything like that. He has a hard time anticipating some other stuff, kind of like AD. But, I mean, who really... There's only a few players that really do things like AD anyways. So it's kind of unfair to kind of think, to, to think, oh, Thomas Bryant, why can't you just do everything like AD does, you know? But at the same time, uh, you are wanting... You are wanting to go in, like, a certain level of defense or a certain, like, you know, there needs to be a certain floor with the defense and I think that that's been the biggest thing especially with this game coming up here with the with the, with the Memphis Grizzlies it's gonna be rough it's gonna be a tough game you have Jod the whole team's playing well you have uh, Desmond Bain who's been having a pretty damn good season uh, it kind of gets me upset because that was actually one of our draft picks that we could have gotten and it, I believe it was even one of those things like we even like helped them out like we've been saying like hey this is a guy that we're looking at and I think they were looking at the same guy they're like oh okay thanks you know, and um, this guy Desmond Bain, though, man, he's TCU, great guy, uh, plays really, really hard, uh, can shoot the three ball, um, has, you know, not a small dude at all. He's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, but he has some weight to him and he has some strength to him as well. You know, so the, the Grizzlies overall, they have a really solid team. Really, It's going to be interesting to go and see what the Lakers can go and do like, up against them and see how they can hang with them as well because they, they are a team, I believe they're, they're right up there with the Nick, with the with the Nuggets. We've been able to beat the Nuggets, I believe, twice now already this season. So it'll be good to see what kind of competition we can give the the other better team in the in the West. So um, 
I mean, we'll just kind of have to see. I think it is going to be, in my honest opinion, I think this might be a loss. I'll be surprised if we get a win on this one. It's really just going to have to come down to if they can contain Jaw, if they can contain some of the other big-time players like uh, Dylan Brooks, like a Desmond Bain. Uh, make sure you guys just make sure they just contain them as much as best as they can. Really provide all kinds of defensive pressure on them as much as you can. You know, be all in their face all the time, hand to their face all the time, and see if you can disrupt their their rhythm or something like that. You know, if that's what they can focus on that defensively, and then just really just focus on pounding the paint because I really don't think what do they? I think they might still have Stephen Adams, but they don't. I mean, Stephen Adams has never really been that much of a big time shot blocker or anything like that. Uh, they do have Jaron Jackson Jr., who's been really great, great defensive player as well. Uh, we'll see if he's going to be able to go in and provide a lot of defensive help there and maybe sh- block a couple shots. But otherwise, I think it's going to be more and more of what we've seen this year for the Lakers, just pounding the paint and just attacking the rim, you know. And why, why else kind of ch- switch it up? You know, maybe they focus a little bit more on the three-point shooting if they're going to be focusing on the rim a little bit more. But again, the shooting has not been something to write home about this season for the Lakers. So we'll see what happens exactly this, uh, in this game. Uh, but I am thinking we'll be able to keep it interesting. A lot of people are thinking that it's going to be a blowout. But I think we can keep it interesting with the, with the Grizzlies. So we'll see what happens with that game, guys. Um, I'm really thinking that there needs to be... Uh, just to kind of wrap up everything with the Lakers. I really am thinking that there needs to be some sort of a change that's going to happen. Uh, whether if it's, and I know AD is going to be coming back, but I know that there needs to be another change and it's something that kind of sparks a fire for everybody, you know, brings some new blood into the team or something like that. And that kind of, you know, rejuvenates the team and kind of puts a fire up, up under everybody's butt, you know. But we'll see what happens, especially after this game here today. If maybe some things turn, turn around and maybe the front office is working on something, who knows? Maybe Bogdanovich is on his way, who knows? Maybe. That Buddy Hill and Miles Turner thing is still on the table. Maybe Kyle Kuzma comes back or something like that. Who knows? We'll talk all about that, though, on next, uh, probably next week's podcast. Unless something crazy happens in this game, then I'll most likely talk to you guys on Saturday. But if not, hope you guys have a great weekend. Have a great Friday. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Take care. Peace.